Welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast, everybody. Time to kick off another week. So here we go, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Be sure to stop back in on Wednesday when we'll put out the rest of the week for you. So let's get to it. Monday, we are starting off. We're going to do Mystery Monday. We've done this in the past. Um, This Monday, it is a benchmark. So do show up for it. It's going to be a benchmark that you guys have probably seen before, and if you haven't, it's a great one to test. Um, And we will follow that with some extra work. A little hint as to what it might be. Um, We're definitely working a little bit more of our our overhead range, right? Overhead squat, um, presses behind the neck, power snatching, snatching, those sorts of things. This falls in line with that. So it's a good opportunity to test where you're at with some of those movements, um, or one of those movements, I should say, as well as as well as well it's just something we gotta know. It's one of those marks that you can't avoid. So show up on Monday and knock it out, and then uh, enjoy that post-wad strength work that we're gonna do. Yep, following that, on Tuesday, we are gonna start with our strength. We are going to do five by five deadlift with band resistance. We have um, done these ones before. I believe this one we are going to step on the band and do the deadlifts. Oh, I thought it was we were going to set it up inside the rig. Is that what we're going to do? Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to set the bands up inside the rig. We're going to put the deadlift bars inside, and you guys are going to do your band-resisted deadlifts within the rig, and the bands are going to pull on the outside of the bar down. Um, if you guys have never done a band-resisted deadlift before, it is hardest at the top. So the higher you get, the more tension is on the band, the harder it is to finish that lockout. I think it's really important with these that we practice not overextending at the top. I know that that's a common thing we see is we stand up for a deadlift and we think leaning back is going to help us finish the rep. Um, rather than that, just stand up, squeeze the butt, squeeze the abs. Yeah. Don't worry about don't worry about that lean back. I know that in competition you have to show that you're locked out, but this isn't competition. Well, and showing that you're locked out really happens at the glute level, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's when the butt squeezes and the hips fully extended. As long as your knees are locked and your hips fully extended, then we're in a lockout, right? They say shoulders behind the bar, but if you just stood up all the way, your shoulders are behind the bar. So you shouldn't be in that extraordinary position anyway. Um, We are going to make sure you're controlling those bars back to the ground. It is tough because that band wants to pull you back down. That's what it's doing. It's dragging that bar back towards the earth. So you have to make sure that you're tight at the top and then resisting that band as you load back to the floor. Um, five sets of five like this, it's definitely tough. So start with reasonably doable weights. I'm going to say that given the amount of resistance we're going to put on you, we're probably only looking at starting around 50 to 60%. And then you might be able to go up a significant bit from there. Um, it depends on, on how your finish is. Cause like John Michael said, this deadlift is hardest at the top because the band tension has grown and grown and grown and it reaches a, a place of, of maximal, uh, resistance when you're at full extension. So once you clear the knee, it really gets tough. Um, we are going to put out a video about these band resisted deadlifts. I've done these for years. Um, I actually, I wrote myself a strength program back in the day. And I jumped, um, I put 100 pounds on my deadlift in a, in a two or so month window, doing a lot of band resisted deadlifts. Um, I, I was doing a lot of strength work at the time, but I definitely think that the band resisted deadlifts were a big piece of my success because it was, it was a new introduction to me and it was a great way for me to finish off my lifts better. And that's something I used to struggle with. 
So put some intention into these um, and, and just see what happens. Let's be safe with them, but go up and wait as you are able, as long as you're holding good positions and you're lifting with the right, the right musculature. Yep. I think uh, also with those deadlifts, make sure that you guys, we talked about this before, switch which hand goes over and which hand goes under. Um, I've been kind of on a bent on this recently just because I've gotten really fascinated with internal and external rotation. Um, but switch which hand goes over and which hand goes under. Unless you guys are going with a double overhand grip, in which case you don't have to worry about that switch. I would not do that with these because mm-hmm. at the top of your deadlift, it's going to weigh, well, it's going to have about, um, depending on which bands we're using, between 60 and 100 pounds of extra tension on it. So that grip is going to get difficult at the top of the lifts. Yep. Also, on these deadlifts, make sure, I don't know if you already said this, control to the ground. Don't drop from that top. Um, Take it all the way back down to the ground. Yep, no drops. Then for our workout, it is three rounds for time with an 18-minute cap. We have 15 handstand push-ups and then a 20-calorie row, 15 chest-to-bar pull-ups, and then a 20-calorie row. So you guys are on that row twice, and we're going handstand push-up row, pull-up row. Um, Are we doing different numbers for the the female side of the house? Oh, yes. Um, Ladies will do a 15 15 calorie row. Yep, we'll give you 15 today, ladies. Um, So you're doing all 15, so that's pretty easy to keep track of, right? 15, 15, 15, and 15 again. But yeah, 18-minute cap on it, um, three rounds for time. You got to keep moving. You got to make sure you set a steady pace on the row so that you're coming off in not too much time, but also not so fast that when you move to the gymnastics, you can't perform. Yeah. I think this one's largely row dependent. Uh, the row is just going to spike the heart rate. And if you guys really push it, it'll put you in a pretty nasty place. Um, going from the skill to the row to the skill to the row, it just it sandwiches in there a lot of lungs added in with those, those higher skill movements. So I would suggest break up the handstand push-ups and the chest-to-bar pull-ups into something that you know you can maintain. Mm-hmm. And then on the row, set out a pace that is fast, but one that you can hold. If you guys are going out and you guys are trying to break a world record, do not expect to stay composed past the first round. No, um, just save, because, that, save that for the finish. Yep, largely row-dominant dominant workout um, where you guys have to manage the row well in order to get through in that time cap. I remember something that was pretty row-dominant, don't you? Maybe 19.1? There was a row in 19.1? There was a row in 19.1, and uh, it was pretty close to this in calories. So you're looking at a pretty similar effort here each time you get on that machine. Yep. All right, on to Wednesday. We're going to begin with some mobility uh, based on our front rack positioning and and also our hips because we're going to be doing some cleans. Um, Cleans, front squats, and that's going to be... A key piece of, of our movement is whether or not we can move through full range. So we're going to spend some time breaking things down, trying to open up position. Um, with this mobility time, we're going to put out a video uh, or a couple videos probably to show you guys some different things that, that may work best for you. What we've probably found works best for us in terms of opening up those corners of our movement. Uh, and then during class, we'll just kind of give you guys some guidance and we want you to chase down your weakness. If you got those hips that are crazy tight and you know, that's the problem. Uh, when you try to go into a front squat, then work on that. If you know, you've got shoulders that just will not reach overhead, then we probably need to address your, your spine and, um, and your ribs up near your neck because those things being locked tight will, will kind of keep you from reaching overhead smoothly when we go to do the jerks after our mobility work. We're doing 30 minutes on the minute, 
You're doing a power clean, followed by a front squat, followed by a jerk. We're working pretty heavy percentages, starting at around 70% of your one rep max on a clean and jerk, and ascending as we move through these, uh, well, 30 rounds, because we're doing 30 minutes and we're going on the minute. Um, It's not that much work in the minute, but it is a lot of weight that we're telling you to work with. So it's going to be one of those things where you have to be kind of more controlled, more accurate, uh, because the load is so heavy. Um, Now, Jermichael, you're pretty darn good at lifting heavy percentages. So what's your advice on this? Uh, My suggestion would be power clean into the front squat, into the jerk. The most applicable grip we could have, uh, one that applies to all the movements, is going to be a hook grip. I found it's easiest for me to cycle a bar when I hold a hook grip. And what I mean by that is it just, it keeps me in a better position. Um, it tends to be a more tense position. It tends to have a lot more tension in it. And it tends to sometimes be a harder position to hold on to. When I get lazy, I want to let go of it. When I get tired, I want to let go of it. But when I maintain a hook, I seem to move a lot faster. So if I'm doing anything that has a complex where I'm going from the ground to the shoulder and then eventually I'm going back overhead, Um, I like to hold a a hook because it keeps my whole hand on the bar and then it's really easy to go for my power clean through my front squat and I already have the grip for the jerk Um, and and there's no waiting I can just do my dip and drive yeah um, yeah I totally agree with that now once I get to the shoulders though I I, I don't think I really hold the hook grip anymore I I, do I lose it once I get to the to the shoulders shoulders, yeah yeah, because the hook grip is really built for pooling right it's how we close the loop so we don't have any weak points in the in the grip so that we can effectively pull the bar off the ground. But once it's on the shoulders, now it's time to focus on pushing. Um, but still, I think what he's really saying here is keep a full hand on the bar. We're not letting it slip back to the fingertips um, because then we're already in that locked and loaded position ready to go overhead. One of the things that I've asked a lot of my athletes and I always ask myself is, are you ready to do a thruster? If you're holding a bar on your shoulders and you're not ready to do a thruster, then I argue that you need to evaluate how you're holding that barbell um, because you're leaving yourself a hole. And and I think it's important to to try to close up that gap. Yep. And I think there's another position that can be applied here, and it's a squat. Uh, The power clean, when you guys catch that, land in your squat position. It's going to be the best position for you guys to land in because it applies to doing a full clean, and it also applies to the front squat as well as the jerk. When you say... A squat, you mean, or a squat position, you mean squat stance. Yes. So land your feet where you would do a squat. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're not squatting because it's a power clean. Stand up, and then your front squat's right there. So if you guys can learn how to be consistent with your hands and your feet, um, it's going to make a huge difference. When you're not shuffling, when you're not popping the bar off your shoulders to regrip, when you're not doing these things for 30 minutes, uh, you guys will notice that it's, it's a much smoother and it's a much, much quicker complex. And that's what I found after doing a lot of barbell work is just... Making, making small airs, little movement like that, just takes a lot out of you when you have a bar on your shoulders, especially 70 to 90% of your water max. So making sure that you guys are just consistent and smooth working through these complexes. All right, that wraps up the first three days of the week. Be sure to tune back in on Wednesday morning to catch the rest of the week. We're going over Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and letting you guys clean out so we can start another one. See you guys in the gyms. Nick must come in here when he comes up to see all he, doesn't he? I see these little tabs everywhere.